Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja, and uh, given the events happening in the world, I think it's more important now than ever uh, to read this heavily, highly spiritual literature. The first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Flack from Setting Boundaries. We need to know how far we'll go and how far we'll allow others to go with us. Once we understand this, we can go anywhere beyond codependency. Uh, this is a great quote. I uh, realize sometimes when seeing, um, you know, when irritation comes up or anger or rage, it's oftentimes that either there's a vagueness in setting the boundary or the boundary has been set and violated um, by myself, really, or allowing someone else to do that. Back to the uh, reading. When we own our power to take care of ourselves, set a boundary, say no, and change an old pattern, we may get flack from some people. Yeah, it certainly seems to be happening lately. That's okay. We don't have to let their reactions control us, stop us, or influence our decision to take care of ourselves. It's interesting because I think I'm going through that right now, um, especially when you know the person that you're setting boundaries with is sulking. Back to Melody. We don't have to control their reactions to our process of self-care. That is not our responsibility. We don't have to accept them, expect them not to react either. That's a very good point. Uh, you know, uh, you set your boundaries and you maintain your boundaries, and it has nothing to do with how the other person will act or expectations. Uh, as they say, expectations are premeditated resentments. People will react when we do things differently or take assertive action to nurture ourselves particularly if our decision in some way affects them. Let them have their feelings, let them have their reactions, but continue on your course anyway. If people are used to us behaving in a certain way, they'll attempt to convince us to stay that way to avoid changing the system. If people are used to us saying yes all the time, they may start mumbling and murmuring when we say no. If people are used to us taking care of their responsibilities, feelings, and problems, they may give us some flack when we stop. That's normal. We can learn to live with a little flack in the name of healthy self-care. Not abuse, mind you, but flack. If people are used to controlling us through guilt, bullying, and badgering, they may intensify their efforts when we change and refuse to be controlled. That's okay, too. That's flack, too. We don't have to let flack pull us back into old ways if we've decided we want and need change. We don't have to react to flack or give it much attention. It doesn't deserve it. I will die down. It will die down. Today, I will disregard any flack I receive for changing my behaviors or making other efforts to be myself. So the central point here is to set, decide boundaries, get clear on boundaries, um, you know, either asking higher power or running it by a friend and, you know, maintaining those boundaries without expectations for how others react because others will react. I mean, that's just whether it's in war, the art, people will react when they change, you know, transactional analysis, when you change your, you know, your role in a game. That's why I think change of environment can be not always though, because, you know, people in recovery circles have heard the phrase geographic cure, but it definitely can be a way to change. The next reading is also for Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And this topic is letting go of being a victim. It's okay to have a good day, really. It's okay to be doing okay and to feel like our life is manageable and on track. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes I definitely 
start to feel guilty or something's wrong. Many of us have learned as part of our survival behaviors that the way we get the attention and approval we want is to be victims, you know, or, you know, in my case, maybe even have temper tantrums, you know, or um, if life is awful, too difficult, unmanageable, too hard, unfair, then others will accept, like, and approve us, we think. We may have learned this from living and associating with people who also learned to survive by being a victim. I mean, I think it happened in childhood, you know, like in our family, like the authority figures. We are not victims. We do not need to be victimized. We do not need to be helpless and out of control to get the attention and love we desire. In fact, the kind of love we are seeking cannot be obtained that way. That's a very important point. Being a victim won't get you the result. It's kind of that definition of insanity. We can get the love we really want and need by only owning our own power. We learn that we can stand on our own two feet, even though sometimes it feels good to lean a little. We learn that the people we are leaning on are not holding us up. They are standing next to us. We all have bad days, days when things are not going the way we like, days when we have feelings of sadness and fear. But we can deal with our bad days and darker feelings in ways that reflect self-responsibility rather than victimization. It's okay to have a good day, too. We might not have as much to talk about, but we'll have more to enjoy. God, help me let go of my need to be a victim. Help me let go of my belief that to be loved and get attention, I need to be a victim. Surround me with people who love me when I own my power. Help me start having good days and enjoying them. The final reading comes from ACA's Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Stuck Reap. My ACA counselor understood what I was trying to do. She helped me understand my loss or the pain of my stuck grief through the fourth and fifth steps. The stuck grief is a very difficult to dislodge because we keep up an endless array of defenses to keep it stuck. We can experience an overabundance of anger, sadness, food, shopping, underachieving, sloppiness, procrastination, or cleanliness a list that only skims the surface of how many ways we can keep our grief embedded. Difficult as it may seem, the defenses and resistances we have deployed to protect us can be addressed and lowered and lessened after being in the program for a while. With regular attendance at meetings and the use of a fellow traveler or an ACA counselor. That's a crucial distinction here. A fellow traveler or an ACA counselor. We find the strength to allow ourselves to become vulnerable. As we continue on this new path, we develop greater trust and lessen our fear, which allows us to delve into a fourth and fifth step and dislodge our stuck grief. Like an unstuck jam of logs, our grief begins to flow again down the river of our daily lives. We let the natural currents gently and slowly release it into the ocean of our higher power's love for us. On this day, I will work with my fellow traveler or ACA counselor to develop trust and lose the fear of dislodging my stuck grief, knowing that the flow will be set by my higher power in whom I have developed trust. So I think a couple things here. The higher power, not loyalty to a dysfunctional family system, is what is important and appropriate. And the other thing is about what, quote unquote, stuck grief is and the importance and urgency of, of dealing with it and how it can show up or the defenses we use. 
an overabundance of anger. It says overabundance. So it doesn't say anger is bad necessarily or sadness or food shopping, but an overabundance of anger, sadness, food shopping, underachieving. Uh, you know, in some circles, I would say it's under earning sloppiness, which is sloth, procrastination, which is sloth in disguise or cleanliness, a list, which is just obsessive. And I think that has a list of control. It's amazing the defenses that we do, and it's all going after control, and it's going down the wrong path. And I remember, you know, I think it was John Bradshaw's book. It's just you definitely have to go to the darkness to get to the other side. Um, and you know, I'm going to keep remaining in this program and keep doing this podcast, uh, you know, to remind myself and to remind my fellow travelers who are on the way. And I appreciate all the people who are listening. Um, will continue to put these things out, especially in, in these tough times, probably increase the frequency. Uh, until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to love myself, to feel my feelings, and to pause, because that's where my higher power is. <laughs>